This podcast contains discussion of mental health and may mention alcohol and drug use as well as suicide. Check the show notes for more information and links to relevant support services. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. They might not solve all the world's problems from this hot tub, but a good chat with a good mate is not a bad place to start. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. I could have very easily said two drinks in <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, we're back for another same night. Yeah, we're doing it again. We're, we're not going to lie to the listeners and try to pretend that we record them weekly because neither of us, particularly Jeff, can commit to a weekly well, meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens. We have, we have a, a, a standing date every Tuesday night, which I normally show up here on, what is it tonight, Thursday? Thursday. Some, sometimes yeah. Sunday night to make sure we're ready for Monday, but... If we have one in the bank, it's a little bit easier for everyone, I think. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the pressure one when we record until eight thirty Sunday night for a midnight Monday release. That's right. <laughs> that's when Lee really loves me because he's got to be at the cafe at six a.m. Yep, but they also see like the one we recorded before this one tonight will hardly require any editing. Well, the ones that require the most editing somehow seem to be the ones that we record on Sundays. Well, that's prob- <laughs> probably because I've had a few more cans than I would have had tonight. But also, fuck Sunday night. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean as much to me anymore because you're seven, I'm working you're seven, seven days. You're seven days a week. Crazy but, ass um, Sunday night. So many people, and we might have talked about this before, but I have also written a blog post about it on my blog that I started ages ago and very occasionally put things on. Yeah, with your loyal listener, yeah. reader. Sunday night is the bane of the nine-to-five person's existence. Hell yeah. So I wake up Sunday morning already pissed off that I've got to go to work Monday. And usually I'm working six days, so Sunday's my only day that I have to myself. And... I somehow managed to ruin it by thinking about Monday and not enjoying the time that I do have. My very blunt response to that could be At least then you're you doing it. the wrong thing. Yeah. And this was what, it, what my blog post was about about Sunday night was if you feel like there's two levels. There's the like, oh, I got to go back to work. Yeah, well, I think that's, oh, that's, where, that's where I'm at now, on. where it used to be yeah. just sheer dread that I had to go back to work. Now I'm, just, yeah. now I'm just pissed that I don't have to sit on the couch. That's normal. Yeah. But if you're out there feeling like Sunday night leading into Monday morning is the worst possible moment of your week because you hate your week. Yeah, because Mondays is just shit because you go into a job that you hate yep. that doesn't pay you enough and all the rest of it. I... I don't know. I I know I'm quite lucky that when I worked as a teacher, I was a male primary teacher with various skills. 
Yeah, you weren't right? just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but male primary teachers are always in demand. Teachers, one of the most secure jobs. Male primary teacher, there's like 12 of us in the state. <laughs> so I was always going to be able to get a job. Because you're not going to get knocked up. No, no. Um, but the... And I, so I know I've been very lucky and I acknowledge my privilege, which is a very 2021 term in saying this, but I don't understand how so many people are working for so long in jobs that they just hate. Necessity. But... It's I, not... As, I, as, a, as a guy, you know me, you've known me for 20 years, you know I've changed... Not only jobs a hundred times, but I've changed careers at least three times in that time. Yeah. I've gone from being a communications worker for Telstra to... It's a fancy term for putting cords in a wall. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's a lot more to it than that. I don't just talk to kids either. <laughs> fine, fine. Hey, I talk to kids and then read from a textbook. There you okay. go. All right, all right. So... Communications was one job. Then I moved into transport, did a bit of mining. Yep. Yeah. Now I'm actually joined the uh, ranks. Talking of, adults. Talking to adults instead <laughs> yeah. of kids. Probably better for everyone involved there. Definitely. There's only so many F-bombs you can drop in a primary classroom. Well, I got in trouble today for that, actually. Uh, of course you did. Teacher said, one of the students said, like, oh, you know, you probably you probably don't need to swear as much as you do. Yeah. stop him to fuck off. He was fine. Like, you have also at the end of every session a, a review though. Like you don't Very your true. students fill out a yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. We yeah. didn't have that. We just had parents going to the principal. Yeah, it's kinda <laughs> like why is this guy talking to my son like that? Yeah. You could still imagine if you had a parent come to you, boss. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. I have taught fathers and sons in the same classroom before. Oh really? Yeah. Did you tell the son to fuck off and then the father agreed with you? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah. That's not what we're talking about. I I get the necessity thing, but I think I view it from the, and I know, you know, and listeners will know I have this more entrepreneurial mindset. $10 Branson. Yeah. I, I just, and I do, actually, I don't blame the person in the job for the most part. Yeah. I, I totally get the necessity thing and we talked in our last money uh, last episode about money again yeah and how essential it is I mostly blame society and the way we're structured in that people feel like they have the career well look I'm gonna go a different direction for that if coming going from the lowest level of warehouse worker yeah. where I was going below where I should have been from the start. I, I knew I was more intelligent than the job and most of the guys I work with are as well. Yeah. The thing is, once you're in that position and you've got food coming in on the, the table for your family and stuff like that, it's very hard to stop that, to, to take a chance on something else. I think that's the big thing. The risk reward thing is a big thing yeah and getting educated to get a job higher than the standard jobs out there and at the end of the day somebody has to do those jobs 
You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like there's always there's always that as well. You don't you gotta take into account that the guys out there doing, you know, scraping shit off the side of the road or changing toilet paper in a public toilet. Someone needs to do that job. But there are also people that are happy doing those jobs. We have a friend who was lifelong dream was to become a garbo. Oh, yeah. So But he's it, also grown and he's now kicking goals for himself. And I think the there are people that are happy doing those jobs, but I feel like the risk, when you talk about the risk versus reward, I think people think the risk is higher than it is because... I've been the guy that has the bank and the power company and Telstra calling you 10 times a day because you're behind on bills. You don't feel like in that situation you can give up a dollar. Yes, that's a diff- I think that's a different situation because well, we've this, talked about... But this is what I'm talking about being the that risk. Like if I, if I was to go like, you know what, I hate this job, I'm going to quit without something secured and locked in place that I'm going to pick up the next day, those phone calls are going to get worse. Yeah. And obviously there are people in those situations. But we did, again, talk last episode is that those issues around your bills aren't necessarily the job's fault. No, a couple of times it has been. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to shit on you here a little bit. No. If my, you're my, working 40 hours a week and you're making 600 bucks a week, I don't care how you budget, you're not going to make it through. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Leaving those people out. Like, there are obviously situations where you take the job that you need because of necessity. But as I talked about in the last episode as well, there are cases where a bit of creative problem solving can change situations. I'm going to leave out the people who are in a situation where they're unable to make a change. But I know people that work that are paying their rent, no problems, that have good credit ratings, but hate, hate, hate their job. Of course, yeah. And those are the people that I don't understand why they're still doing it. Yeah. Because they're either highly educated, highly experienced, or highly qualified and could get another job, but they just don't. Don't. And I think a big part of it is that there's still this idea that you do that job. And I think a lot of, there's a lot of thinking around your job is who you are. Yeah. And so it requires for some people a personality change as well as a career change. Definitely. This is scary. It's, it's, how do I describe it? I've been with my wife for 10 years I've spent more time with employers than I have with her. Yeah. In that time. Yeah. Yeah. You spend a majority of your life is spent somewhere other than where you want to be. Yeah. And if you love your job, kudos. It's like I'm currently in a job that I don't hate, but you know, it's still a job. There's still days that I go to work and I'm like, this is garbage. Yeah. And I don't think as much as the rich people most often will say 
do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Have probably like, never worked a day in their life. No, well, anyway. they already got a billion dollars. Mm. So they can just do whatever they want. And it doesn't count as work because when you get to a billion dollars, you make money without doing By anything. By having money, yeah. Everything is passive. So you can just sit in front and make YouTube videos trying to inspire the plebs of us down below. Yeah. The, the actual billion dollar Branson just sits there and makes YouTube videos to inspire $10 Branson. Because <laughs> this is what I love doing. You could do this one day. I'm like, I could spend nine hours in front of this computer making YouTube no videos. No one's going to watch it. <laughs> and I won't make a dollar. Whereas you could make those videos or not and still, still make, make dollars. Money. Yeah, yeah. So that, that is a fallacy. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But But even like... I am, in a sense, doing what I love both with the podcasting and with the hospo stuff. Yeah, you're following, you're, still, you're following your passion, but it's still work. It's still work. It's mm. fucking hard. I'm, I was exhausted at the end of today um, because no one of my- shit, you're working seven days a week, man. Yeah, one of my staff is off. Um, so I was by myself in the cafe for the day today. Uh, and, you know, people could go- Oh, but you love Hospo. You you know, you wanted to be a cafe owner. I'm like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's still work. I love it when everything's going the way I want it to go. No, but also, like, it's still work. When the alarm goes off at five o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm still going to go, fuck you, alarm. It's five exactly. o'clock. <laughs> um, so that is a fallacy. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. You could be the one in a million person who... Click ticks all of the boxes and has all of the luck. So the thing that they love and makes if you them are a that million person, dollars. You're probably not listening to this broadcast. Yeah. So I kind of forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I I just feel like we we I just love that we had a conversation about what we were going to talk about and then you started with something completely different and yeah, I was like, fine. fuck cool, let's just go with this then. We might get three episodes in tonight. <laughs> we I think we still as people amongst this society are convinced that we need to fit into our little box in this machine of capitalism. Yeah. I hate capitalism. Yeah. Anyway. And I don't, you know, we don't, I know that makes me sound like, you know, I'm going to be holding up a socialist flag at the next protest that's irrelevant to socialism. But I, I just think. There are ways of living and working outside of what we've been brought up to think there are. Definitely. And I think, I was going to say the next generation for that, it might change, but the education system hasn't changed since we graduated. Not since our fucking grandparents graduated. And so... That means that people are still going to come out thinking that they need to go and get a university degree or your TAFE qualification or your apprenticeship. Yeah. Then do that job for 40 years, pay your taxes till you're 70, and then the government can give you 1% a smidge, a of, of your back. taxes yeah. back. So, in the hope that you don't end up in a place that gives you a kerosene bath. There, I, I, I just would recommend to people to open their minds up to be a little bit more creative about what they do yeah, and how they do it. 
and not necessarily go to a job you hate because you think you need to make that money. Yeah, okay. There are definitely, I will acknowledge that there are definitely times where you just have to do something to get money. Mm. But then... A lot of our listeners are guys that are struggling to get through their day-to-day and these guys are the ones out there doing the work, doing the doing the doing the shit nobody else wants to do. Driving yeah. driving the trucks, you know, doing doing the hard yards. Some of them are making great money, some of them are making shit money. And it comes down to employers. If you worked at Amazon for Jeff Bezos on twelve dollars an hour, you're living below the poverty line trying to get your day to day life in order and find out that he made two billion dollars profit personally at the end of a year. You're going to be pretty pissed at that guy. Yeah, like... I, I still think... He could pay everyone in his company $120,000 a year more and not even notice. Yeah. Well, then I guess... I don't know. Maybe I just have a different... I just... Maybe... And again, I'll acknowledge how privileged I am in this position. But, like, you have the power to... You have the power to change that and you have you you mentioned before that you were in that position where you couldn't take that risk but But you have turned it around but i've also been in that position of privilege as well i'm educated you know what i mean I, I i may not have been the best at school but i wasn't a dumb kid you know what i mean like i this i didn't fit the school system that we talked about but I have problem-solving skills and stuff that a lot of guys don't. Yeah, at, but... I, I just... I, I, I deal with people in my current job where some of them have to look at their driver's license to tell me what their name is. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, that's not a language thing. This is like... Yeah. You know, this is just an education thing. If you're... We, you and I both come from a very privileged upbringing where we grew up with loving parents that weren't drug addicts and the rest of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a different there's a whole different world out there for some people that we don't even we've only seen on TV. They're the guys yeah. they're the guys that really struggle. They're the guys that need the help that we try and bring. They're the guys that are the the reason the suicide rate's so high because they don't know how to find the help that they need. You know what I mean? They're the guys that are really don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Don't think that leaving the job that pays them two dollars an hour can possibly be an option because they need to eat that day. You know what I mean? There's there yeah. there is a, a definite scum out there that will take advantage of these people. And like I said, someone has to do the work, but it doesn't mean they have to be paid shit for it as well. You know, like yeah. Well, that's a whole that's a whole nother. Yeah, I'm just thinking yeah, about I'm, the taking I'm, advantage. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm glad you do. Yeah, there, I, I probably oversimplified at the start, and I guess again, my my privilege means that my interactions aren't with those people. Yeah, that are that level. And I don't, I, Look, I don't listen, want to say listen. level. I don't want to sound classist. No, I know. I know. I'm, I, I, yeah. 
I, I, I've probably made you sound terrible in this episode. That's not the point. What I'm trying to get across is that, that where, what we deal with on a day-to-day basis are people who do have that chance, do have that opportunity. Yep. And they're the ones that you're talking about. I've brought up and taken it off that off the level that you were talking about to the lower level of guys that maybe don't know how. What, yeah. what, what you're trying to get across is there are people up there who have the education, have the, have the opportunities who still hate their job and still do it every day. These are the people that we don't understand. Why, why would you keep doing something you don't yeah. want to do if you, if, you, if you have that opportunity? I brought it down to the guys that I deal with that don't have the opportunity, but they, they still do. It's just a case of wanting it. You've got to work towards what you want. And I always say, yeah. like these guys that have, don't think they have the opportunity, I always say, hey, well, you're here doing this. You're doing one thing to better yourself. Yep. If you do something to better yourself every day, those opportunities start to present themselves. If you sit in your, you know, you sit there in your own shit and don't fucking do anything about it, you're not going to grow. You're not a plant. You, know, yeah. you need to you need to make those steps yourself. And I think that's what you were trying to get to. And I kind of derailed it a little bit. Well, no, I think I came at it from my experience, which is yeah. one of the things that and we do. And that's one of the things we talk about is we we have different experiences. We're both Yeah. Yeah. And and I see because as this episode is making clear to all of our listeners. I'm a very privileged person. We both are, mate. Pri- we both private are. school and university educated. And so most of the people that I interact yeah. with you're, you're, are on you're, that. A, you're a private school, university educated. I'm a year nine dropout who's yep. worked his way up. And, but and so we're still I, mates because we've give, we look for those opportunities together. Yeah. And I think the, I think the issue is... So I think broader than the people's decision, I think there's an issue that is, as a society, it's only those very high, highly privileged, like even more highly privileged than me, people that see, understand, and have the opportunity to take those opportunities. Then I guess the people that I talked to in the more middle of this about not seeing the opportunity or not fully understanding the the risk. And then I guess that everybody has that opportunity and I think it's more a societal issue that not everybody has the opportunity to see that yeah. potential and that opportunity. And this, and going back to early on when we talked about education, this is the problem with that education system is the guys that I'm talking about were told in grade three, four, five, yeah. you're never going to be anything. Yeah. And they gave up. So they didn't bother and they, you know, attended school for another five years but didn't actually learn anything. Yeah. You know, they would rather be, you know, smoking bongs or fucking drinking or... Yeah. Well, I think like... I can think from my teaching experience that a couple that there's a couple of kids that come to mind when you talk about that. One kid um, was dyslexic, and I was his teacher. And I remember having a parent teacher interview with the mum, and she, uh, even though the mum and dad had split, yeah, she was very clear in talking about his dyslexia with him because his dad is a multimillionaire with the same dyslexia. Yeah. 
And so he was lucky in that he had that example to yeah, talk it's a about. Role model. Their, it's all about role models. Yeah, the future. Another kid, I could tell when I was teaching him that VCE wasn't going to be his thing. It was nine when I was teaching him, but I could tell. Yeah. And I ended up tutoring him again in year nine. Um, and then that was still clearly the case. And as a tutor, I could talk a little bit more directly to the parents than I could as a teacher. Yeah. And now he's just finished his plumbing apprenticeship is probably going to make more money than the teachers, half of his... Half the teachers that told yeah. him he was never going to be anything. So there's... I think everybody has the opportunities and I guess what you've brought up um, for me to increase my understanding around is the accessibility and the understanding of those opportunities. Yeah. And I guess if we, you know, without wanting to be classist about it, the, the privileged people are the ones that have the understanding of the opportunities. And I think the more middle class people, which is terrible term that I don't want to use, but it simplifies it enough to make my point. Yeah. Are the ones that are, might be in jobs that they hate, but have the ability to take that opportunity. And they're the ones that I guess my point about thinking more creatively applies to. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, and I think that's you. Like I said, you turned yeah. it around. You were the ones that had the, you know, the guy almost coming to break your legs because you didn't pay your phone bill. Exactly, yeah. And, but you've managed to turn it around and, you know, you still have your money issues as we've yeah, discussed, yeah. but you also don't have a mortgage. So... yeah. You've managed to turn... Well, that's the thing. I, I, I've always considered myself to be a bit of a battler. But at this point in my life, what am I really battling besides myself? Yeah, like... Yeah. But you but you have worked the shit job that probably didn't pay you enough. Yeah. Then you've worked the job that did pay you enough, but you didn't... Enjoy. Enjoy. And then you probably went back to a job that didn't pay you enough. But now you've seen an opportunity to go in a different direction. And so I guess to those people out there that might be in that kind of bracket, bracket, there are opportunities to change and to take risks. Mm. And often the risk is less than you think. Uh, Like I think a lot of people, if, if Shane and I had told a lot of people that we were going to go down to one wage a year, two years after we'd bought this house, they a lot said, of people would have been mad. like, you're an absolute idiot. Yeah. But we have made it work through some creative ways. Yeah. Um, and it's ended up that it, it's going to pay off. How is the OnlyFans going? Yeah, great. <laughs> um, no, it's... Uh, buymeacoffee.com buy me a coffee slash <laughs> no pants pod um, so it's I yeah I think it's about understanding the opportunity and you can hate your job but I just think everyone is given opportunities every day yep and it's being able to recognise those opportunities 
whether that be, you know, staying back for an hour of overtime, which we said, you know, not working more hours isn't always the answer. But if you're the guy that does that every day, the boss is going to go like, this guy's reliable. Yeah. You know, any opportunity that comes up to move up the ladder, they're going to go, yeah, well, he's always here. He's always the one doing the extra, st- going that extra yard. Yep. Be, be the guy at work who you would want to employ. Has always been my thing. Like, Yeah. And I think as well in terms of everybody having that opportunity, everybody does. And I think, and I, you know, we should bring this up because we're a bloke's podcast. It's not a very bloke's thing to ask for help. Not at all. And so everybody does have the opportunity to improve and to make a change and you've you know mentioned some of the people that you work with that struggle to write their name they have taken that step to improve themselves by getting an extra qualification i'm there there giving them an extra qualification and so like if you are out there working in a job you hate whether or not whether that's you know a seven figure or a four figure a year gig then there are opportunities and I guess the first step if you're not aware or understanding of the opportunities is to ask someone of the opportunities Mm. and the Victorian Brotherhood group I see that a lot of people that are just like oh you know I've worked as a mechanic for 30 years and I just lost my job I don't know what to do yeah and then there'll be a whole lot of comments of you know go to this you know Centrelink has job agencies and mm. the Victorian government has free yeah. TAFE for reskilling and da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's the – for the people down the bottom, for lack of a better term, there's a few things, unfortunately, going against them. The way society is structured does need those – bottom feeders to keep Jeff Bezos in his billions. Mm. But it also, the bloke thing of not asking for help yeah, um, goes against a lot of people as well. Definitely. So, like, I, and I guess this applies to a lot of things, is just if you're in a situation that you're not happy with, I think if you can't see a way out, then... Ask someone. Yeah. Because there's a good chance that someone else will see things differently to you, but also have an experience different to you that can provide advice. And there's also a lot of guys. There's also a lot of guys like myself who have been at the bottom and now have fought their way up a bit higher. Yep. Who can give you the the advice, who do know what it's like to be day to day food, where's my next meal coming from type of guys. Yeah to now owning my own home. You know, there are guys out there who know what the path is and how to get there. You know, I can't... It's an individual advice thing. It's not something I can paint a broad brush over yeah, for our listeners. You do now, this step yeah, by step. If you do this, this and this, you're going to be Bezos, you know. Like, if I knew that, I would be Bezos. Yeah, well, yeah. we'd both be Bezos. We yeah. wouldn't be... I wouldn't have a dinted microphone, number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I guess... Yeah, we've talked not at all about what we'd planned to talk about before I turned the microphones on, uh, and I've revealed a significant amount of my privilege. No, um, man, don't, 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 
that's okay. Uh, we're all learning. Uh, so thank you for helping to educate me, Jeff. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. If you want to chat to us about anything, then all of our inboxes are open. Uh, so feel free to get in touch. Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. If you or someone you know needs support around their mental health, there are many support services available. Check the show notes for links. This episode is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment, music composed by Shane Cole Hayhow, and introduced by Matt Pankhurst. Bye for now. <laughs>